Happy Friday, everybody. It is Friday, March 4th, 2022. This is the Second Half Podcast. I'm Tom Powell, and as always, if you're listening to this, that means you made it through another week. And margaritas are in order. Uh, as is typical with most weeks, I have a bit to cover here. Uh, but before I do, let's do the informational shit for the new people. Uh, if you're finding me for the first time, um, a couple things that you need to know about myself and the podcast. First and foremost, this is an amateur podcast. I recorded here in my home office on a $100 mic I got from Amazon and a laptop computer. It's not done in a studio. There's no professional uh, mixing and editing it. Uh, you're going to hear background noises. You're going to hear me burp. Excuse me. You're going to hear the dogs bark if the UPS guy comes to the door. Um, as we get into the summer months, you're going to hear the landscaper who's going to be mowing the lawn right outside my window from time to time. I will try to work around that as best I possibly can. Uh, but just kind of roll with it. It's not meant to be a, a finished, polished product. It's meant to be like two people sitting on the deck shooting the shit. Um... Also, if you're finding me for the very first time, chances are you don't know about my website. So if you have a moment, if you could, please swing by oldhippymedia.com. That's oldhippymedia.com. Uh, there you're going to find anything you want to know about me, including uh, my blog. I haven't done anything in quite some time with the blog. Uh, links on where you can follow me on the various social media sites. Uh, link to my, my subscription service, Patreon. If you like this podcast that's free every friday i do uh, uh a bonus podcast episode every other tuesday that's politics free and tells more personal stories over on patreon uh there's a link in my bio for that or at the website uh, oldhippymedia.com you're also going to find a link to my web store uh, a link on where you can buy my first two books entitled a grateful life and Dearest Renee, both available in paperback and ebook formats. Uh, but once again, that's all at oldhippymedia.com, and I'm going to stop talking about that now because I don't like to turn these things into a giant pimp session for myself. I know if I don't market myself, nobody else will. Uh, I still have a hard time pushing it, I guess, if that makes sense. Wow, got a little lightheaded there. That's new. All right, okay, I'm good. Uh, so what do we got to talk about this week? That, that was weird. That was that was like legitimately, like I got, it went, whoa. No, 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 no. Tommy don't like that in the least bit. Uh, all right, what do we got to talk about this week? Uh, let's start with uh, COVID. The CDC greatly eases mask recommendations, and state after state begin to drop mask mandates. Uh, the updated recommendations are based on new ways to assess COVID-19 risk in communities, which will focus on local pandemic-related hospital strain rather than case numbers alone. Quote, this framework moves beyond new cases and test positivity, CDC Director Rochelle Walensky 
said during a briefing on Friday. The intent of the community guidance is to look at severe disease, people who are coming into the hospital, she said. The updated framework will use data from three categories, uh, new COVID-related hospital admissions from the previous week, the number of hospital beds occupied by COVID-19 patients, and the number of new COVID-19 cases in the area. This will affect school mask guidelines uh, uh, as well. The CDC will recommend that only schools in high-risk areas continue with universal masking. Those counties representing 70% of Americans are in low, most counties, uh, representing 77% uh, of Americans, are in low to medium community levels, says the CDC. Quote, we continue to see indicators improve in many counties. Now, once again, state after state are already uh, beginning to implement an end to their mask mandates anyway. Uh, here in Illinois, our governor is still fighting to keep the mask mandate in place, but that looks more and more like it's going to be uh, a losing effort. The courts are definitely not on uh, Governor Pritzker's side on this particular matter. Uh, so given the courts are already showing uh, to not be uh, in favor of this, and state after state after state are already doing away with that, I mean, they're doing away with mask mandates in New York City. The state of California is letting it be a county-by-county de decision we are definitely going to be fully maskless here in Illinois very soon as well. Our mask mandate for, for indoor has uh, already been lifted. And the schools have won a, a lawsuit here, uh, which has a temporary, a temporary stay on the governor's orders. So you know, my child is going to school maskless right now. Uh, my fourth grader is. They're still wearing masks at the high school that my 17-year-old uh, goes to, my junior in high school goes to, but it, it's, a, it's a boarding school, and they take kids from a large area, so they're going to continue to be overly cautious there for a minute. Uh, but that's what we got going on in uh, the world of COVID right now. Uh, we see a lot of numbers decreasing across the country, and we see a lot of mask mandates beginning to end. Uh, a bit of a return to normality, if you will. Um, I want to briefly move on to the House of Representatives because the House this week uh, passed an anti-lynching bill on a nearly unanimous basis. I say nearly unanimous because three Republicans voted against the measure. An anti-lynching bill. Republican Representatives Thomas Massey of Kentucky, Chip Roy of Texas, and Andrew Clyde of Georgia voted against the Emmett Till Anti-Lynching Act of 2022, which would designate lynching a federal hate crime. Congress, I did not know this uh, until this bill became uh, uh, newsworthy, um, they had never before taken up lynching. Uh, it had never before been codified as a hate crime. The bill is named, as I said before, after Emmett Till, a 14-year-old black teenager who was kidnapped and brutally murdered by two white men in Mississippi in 1955. Till's mother insisted that her son be given an open-casket funeral, and images reveal how savagely 
he had been beaten. The fact that we have anybody voting against this bill is disgusting. But um, we have some explanations from these pieces of human trash. Representative Massey explained his vote on the bill in a tweet uh, uh, thread on Monday evening, arguing that the legislation would, quote, endanger other liberties such as freedom of speech. He doesn't explain how. Uh, Representative Roy issued a statement on Tuesday clarifying that he was not supportive of lynching, but said that the bill, quote, doesn't have anything to do with lynching, end quote, and instead promotes, quote, a woke agenda, end quote. If it makes lynching a federal hate crime, then the bill's about lynching. And if being anti-lynching and wanting the most severe punishment possible for people who conduct those acts is being woke, then consider me woke as fuck. I guess the question would be, why aren't you woke? If that's what woke is. Representative Clyde who has also racked up tens of thousands of dollars in fines for refusing to wear a mask on the House floor. Just thought I'd throw that one in there. Did not issue a statement about his vote. Several hours later, after Insider Magazine reached out to Clyde for a comment, he told them that he voted against the bill because lynching is already de facto illegal. Quote, lynching is an evil act of violence that is already against the law at the federal level. It is first-degree murder. Simply put, we do not need another duplicative federal law. Carving out a separate distinction for lynching may be symbolic, but it falsely suggests that individuals who commit or attempt to commit a lynching do not already face criminal charges and consequences. Nobody's arguing that they don't. We would like them to face more severe punishment. We would like it to be known that we aren't tolerating this shit. I guess that was too much for you, though. Punishing white folk is already a bitter pill for you to swallow, isn't it? Punishing them a tad bit more for being the evil racist fucking pieces of shit that they are, you just couldn't stomach it, could you? What's wrong? Worried some people you know might get caught in the net? The House also passed a similar bill in 2020, but Republican Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky blocked its consideration in the Senate, arguing that lynching prosecutions should be limited to, quote, crimes resulting in substantial risk of death and extreme physical pain. Shocker that Rand Paul already fucked up one of these. Keep in mind, Rand Paul, somebody who said he would not have voted uh, for the civil rights bill had he been uh, senator then Paul issued a statement on Monday saying he'd worked with Democratic senators uh, Senator Cory Booker and Republican Senator Tim Scott on the proposal and that he was now quote glad to co-sponsor this bipartisan effort end quote 
and he is not expected to block the bill again. So it looks like this is actually going to pass the Senate, hopefully. And uh, these three assholes who voted against it in the House are going to be rendered moot. Um, in addition to the stupidity that happens in the uh, House of Representatives on the Republican side of the aisle, and don't get me wrong, the Democrats have their, uh, their, their share of stupids as well. Uh, across the world, the war rages on, and Ukraine is continuing to give Russia all it can handle, as Russia seems extraordinarily ill-prepared for the war it waged. Uh, we are now eight days, nine days into this conflict. By the, th- by the time you guys, I'm recording this on Thursday, by the time you guys uh, 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 re- uh, hear this and see this uh, on YouTube, it's going to be uh, nine days, maybe ten days into this conflict. Russia thought they'd have this wrapped up by now. Uh, but I don't know if if Putin's legitimately losing his mind or if he is truly just hearkening back to, a, to the days of yore. But he sent these troops into battle with expired MREs, MREs that expired in 2015, limited amounts of MREs, no fuel, no logistical backup. Uh, this was this was one of the poorly planned, the poorest planned invasions in human history, and it's giving the Ukrainians an opportunity. To hold them at bay um, while the world rallies to put as much pressure as it possibly can on uh, on Russia. Um, good on the Ukrainians. Um, I don't know what the hell we're looking at with Putin here. Putin seems to be uh, hearkening back to like uh, World War Two days. Right, send his people into battle with whatever I got, and if they turn around and retreat, shoot them. There's a video of a Russian soldier, a, a young man who didn't even know he was going to war, uh, who was captured by the Ukrainian Ukrainians, calling his mother, explaining that they're shooting their own injured so they don't have to bring anybody back. This motherfucker has flipped his lid. Somebody is going to take him out. Somebody internally. Some general, some somebody within his own ranks is going to see what's going on if they aren't already planning this. That motherfucker better be having his food tested and be sitting at the other end of that long-ass table we saw in the pictures for the rest of his fucking life because somebody's looking to double-tap this motherfucker. When I say that the world is uniting against them, did you see the entire UN walk out when the Russian uh, delegation was speaking? It was time for the Russian delegate to speak. Uh, The person running the floor announced that it was the Russians' turn to speak, handed the floor over to the Russian delegate, and as the Russian delegate said his first word, the entire UN delegation got up and walked out in mass. That is a powerful message. The world is against this. 
Most of the world is against us. Apple is no longer selling products in Russia. BMW cut off its, uh, shut down its uh, uh, manufacturing plant in Russia and stopped exports to Russia. Economically, they're being pinched. Every company and country, save a few, are pinching them back. Shockingly, Mexico said it will not economically sanction uh, uh, Russia, which is probably going to lead to Mexico being sanctioned soon. Most of the world is uniting against uh, Vladimir Putin in this effort. Uh, That, combined with him being ill-prepared for this, uh, they're going to lose this endeavor. And it is not going to be a pleasant loss. It's going to be an embarrassing loss. It's going to be a stinging loss. And that scares the fuck out of me because I don't know what that means for Putin. I don't know what he's going to do in reaction to that. Now, when I say most of the world, obviously not everybody is rooting uh, for Ukraine, excuse me, in this endeavor. You have... Uh, some of the biggest names at uh, Fox News rooting for Russia. You have the former president of the United States praising the move as genius. And then you have Pat Robertson. You guys know Pat Robertson. Human crypt keeper. Says Putin is compelled by God to invade Ukraine in order to set up an end times invasion of Israel. Oh my god. Set up an end times invasion. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. How many decades has Pat Robertson and people just like him been telling us that the world is going to end. In order to set up an end times invasion of Israel. If you listen to people like Pat Robertson, you are fucking lost. And you need to seek help soon. The fact that this old fuck is taking advantage of this war to push his religious bullshit, it's inhuman. And there are going to be thousands of people that listen to that and believe that shit and buy into that shit. Rooting on and end times. We're all going to be taken away in the rapture. What the fuck, dude? What the fuck is wrong with you? All right, let's briefly touch on the State of the Union, and then I'd like to discuss my news for the week, if we could. Uh, State of the Union was Biden's first State of the Union. Um, First things first. 
thank God we didn't see fucking uh, Der Muskfuhr up there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Anyway, it was a decent speech. I've heard better. I've heard worse. It was decent. I agree with most of the topics he touched on. Uh, he stammered. He, he certainly stammered. Um, he, he called Ukrainians Uranians. He didn't call them Iranians. He didn't call them Iranians. He called them Uranians. Uh, I understand his speech impediment for sure. I've defended it. That, that's different than a speech impediment. He fucked that word up. He fucked that word up. You could see it in, on Kamala's face as he fucked it up there. Uh, but overall, it was a decent speech. I think it was a good speech. Is it one for the record books? No. Uh, you know what? Correction. Back that up. Yes, it is one for the record books. And it's one for the record books for this reason alone. It is the first time in American history in which two women flanked the president during a State of the Union. Uh, it, that alone makes it one for the record books. It is one that will be replayed until the end of time because of that reason. Rightfully so, by the way. Uh, we had Marco Rubio saying he couldn't attend the State of the Union speech because you required you were required to get a COVID test to attend. And he, and I quote, didn't have the time. Uh, there's a test station a hundred feet from the door of Congress. And the test takes five minutes to get the results back. Must have been a busy man, Marco Rubio. What was he doing? Anybody know? Eh, regardless. Marco, you do understand that you will never be president, right? That's never... That went out the door uh, the moment you started backing Trump after everything you said about him on the campaign trail. You understand that, right? Your only saving grace at this point in time is to be able to hold on to your Senate seat. You're never moving up. Speaking of never moving up... (laughs) We had Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert sitting two seats apart from one another. Uh, They began by attempting to get a build the wall chant going. Which is interesting because I thought Donnie built the wall. Didn't Didn't that happen? Mexico cut us a check. Donnie went to the mail one day. Checked the mail. Oh, look. From Mexico. Ah, there's that wall check we've been waiting for. Anyway, we had a build the wall chant at the uh, speech from two members of Congress. 
and then, of course, we had the infamous moment when uh, Bobert yelled out, uh, you did it, you put them there, 13 of them, when uh, Biden was discussing uh, fallen soldiers in flag-draped coffins and was referring to his own son. Uh, we had uh, uh, Lauren Boebert. Listen, uh, I, I put this, my own personal story at the end of this podcast because I didn't want to end on this. But I, I, this is exactly how I feel on the subject, okay? A lot of people don't like this language, and I get it. I understand it. It's how I feel on the subject. These two women, Lauren Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Greene, are raging fucking bitches. You only say that because they're women. No, I, I, I call men assholes and dickheads and motherfuckers all the time. It's got nothing to do with their gender or their race or sexual orientation or anything else. They're bitches. They're dumb as fuck, useless as underwear on a hooker. Uh, cunts. They are. I'm sorry, but they are. And to see yet again another Republican, I don't know if you guys remember when Obama had, you lie, yelled out to him during a State of the Union address. But yet again, we have Republicans disrespecting the office of the presidency and yelling at a president during a State of the Union speech. It's the only two reasons these fucking assholes went to the State of the Union. Not to attend the State of the Union. They clearly did not want to be there. They went there for the opportunity to be the raving cunts that they are. They're trash. They're absolute garbage, white trash, useless human beings. They're nothing. I know women just like this. They were nothing in high school. They're nothing now. They're going to be nothing next year. They're nothing. But they think they're something. Because the RNC bought them some nice clothes and put them in front of a mic and said, here, you're going to be our representative from this district. And they think they're something now. Lauren Boebert, you are nothing more than a disrespectful bitch. Just like Marco Rubio is a disrespectful prick. You're both in the same boat as far as I'm concerned. You serve society no purpose whatsoever. You couldn't be more low-rent if we installed a Slim Jim machine at the door of your fucking office. You are garbage. And that's why I didn't want to end this podcast episode on that. That's why I chose to take my own personal news from the week and put it at the tail end of the podcast. So I didn't have to end on the trash that is Bobert and MTG. 
For you see, it's not all politics. I, too, got news this week. I, too, received... Um, sorry, pouring myself some water. Uh, what I would dare call life-changing news for multiple people. Uh, if you don't follow me on social media, if you only listen to the podcast, uh, the news is that um, my wife and I did uh, 23andMe DNA test results. Uh, I should have had this up and running for you guys. Uh, I'm going to pull up the website now. <clears throat> we did 23andMe test result uh, kits, DNA test result kits, uh, for Christmas. My wife had been asking me for a few years, hey, why don't we do those tests? Because I'm always talking about how I'm Italian, right? When people ask me, well, what are you? I'm Italian. My wife's like, you're not 100% Italian. Oh, I know I'm not 100% Italian. So uh, she goes, well, let's just find out. Uh, how Italian you really are and do uh, a DNA test result. And you know, I honestly just didn't want to spend the money on it. This <laughs> is what it came down to uh, over the years, the past couple of years. Hang on, I'm trying to log in here. Um, didn't, just really just didn't want to spend money on a DNA test kit is really what it boiled down to. So I, I put it off for like two years. Eh, fuck that shit. We're not doing it. <laughs> um... And then if I broke down, I was like, you know, it was, I bought my wife a bunch of Christmas presents last year. I'm like, you know what? I saw that they had these on sale. And so I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to buy two. One for her, one for me. We're going to do these tests. It's going to be fun. So just to give you uh, uh, the test results about what my lineage is before I get into the news, obviously. Uh, I am uh, pulled up the uh, re test results here. You will be shocked to learn. That I am 98.9% European. You could have known. Uh, that consists of, uh, I am 66.8% Northwestern European. That 66.8% consists of 37.6% British or Irish. Uh, with the majority of that coming around Greater London and Cork County in Ireland. 20.9% French and German. With some... Swiss in there, and the most German coming from the uh, the area of Bavaria. 8.3% broadly Northwestern European. Uh, basically, you're a mutt. And then I'm 31.9% Southern European, which consists of 26.9% Italian from the island of Sicily. 3% Greek and Balkan. 0.8% Spanish and Portuguese. And 1.2% broadly Southern European. So the biggest chunks of me are 37.5% British slash Irish, 27% Sicilian, 21% French and German. But that was not the news. This, this was not the news I was going to share with you folks. Because you see, what else happens on 23andMe is that um, they let you know if anybody else submitted a 23andMe DNA test whose um, DNA matches with yours. So, for example, I found out that I have a first cousin on my mother's side. 
a gentleman who lives in Chicago. And uh, we share uh, DNA to the point where we are first cousins. Made contact with this gentleman. And it turns out he is on the branch uh, of, of, of the family tree that is my grandfather on my mother's side. I did not know, but he was married before my grandmother. He had a daughter who had this gentleman. Never knew. I found first cousin once removed, first cousin once removed, first cousin once removed, second cousin, second cousin, second cousin, second cousin once removed, second cousin once removed, third cousin, 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 third cousin. It goes on and on and on and on and on. I mean, there's 60 pages of this. I shit you not. I have pages 1 through 60. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. But the very first DNA match on my list is a 32-year-old woman that 23andMe says is my daughter. 23andMe says that she had uh, 49.97% of her DNA is me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have been talking to this person, this woman, my daughter. Um, got to see her ancestry, and yeah, it's 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 right along those lines. Lower percentages in in, in the south. Of Europe, but she said that uh, her mother had no Italian, and the gentleman who was thought might have been her father had no Italian. So she couldn't explain how she came up with thirteen uh, percent of her was Italian. So uh, she said that matching my DNA, it it it, it made sense now. Um, where the 13% Italian came from. And then she sent me pictures of herself, and um, she's a Powell. She, <laughs> I, uh, I reached out to my cousin, who's like a sister to me, literally, and uh, I said, um, you know, this is what's happened. Here's a picture of this young lady. And she immediately saw it as well. Um, this young lady is married, has two kids. So technically speaking, I have a son-in-law and two grandchildren. And um, it's all quite a bit to process. It's quite a bit to uh, to absorb. Uh, every single aspect of it is a lot to absorb, you know. You have a fourth child. Whoa. You have a third daughter. 
Whoa. You have a son-in-law. Whoa. You have two grandchildren. Sorry, what? If my math serves, and I am, I, I am, I'm not the best at math, to be sure. If my math serves, uh, this young lady's oldest child is 11. 11. That means, if, if I understand correctly, I was a grandfather at 38. So I'm 49 now. 38 or 39. So now the next question becomes, what happens? What, what, what do you do with this? As I said, I have been speaking to this young lady. Uh, spoke to her a few times. Spoke to her husband once. Um, she seems to be interested in meeting. I don't want to push anything on anybody by any stretch of the imagination. That is not my intention. That is not my desire. So what I have decided to do is to let this young lady know I am totally open to anything she's interested in pursuing. I... So how do I, how the fuck do I put this? Uh, it has to be, I would consider, I would, I would imagine, it has to be much more of a shock to the system for her than me. And it's a shock to the system for me. Right? I discovered that I have another child. She learns who her father is. Putting both of those experiences on the scales, I would imagine learning who your father is outweighs it. That's got to be bigger. That's got to be more of a, I'm sorry, what? Add on an additional layer of weirdness to it, and she tells me that she follows me on TikTok. Which is understandable. I have a large following, right? Uh, there was an odd there that she was. I have a large following, and and and, and uh, I don't know something like forty-eight, forty-nine percent of my audience is female. I want to say. Uh, so, wasn't unheard of, but really odd. Um, and apparently, when she looked at the way I'm guessing that this happened was. The way she described it was that she looked at her phone and saw that she had a notification from this app, 23andMe, that she hadn't gotten a notification from in like a year. And she she checks the notification, and it's from a profile with this mug, my face. And I use the same profile pictures on everything. It's universal for me. It's the same profile picture on my Facebook page, my Twitter account, my Instagram, my YouTube page, as well as my TikTok. And then I do it on things like this, on apps like this. If there's a profile to set up, you know, our Royal Caribbean account, our Sandals app account, I have, you know, profile pictures. I use the same one. 
So she opens up 23andMe, and she sees that there's a matching relative that uh, gave you 50, gave her 50% of her DNA, and it's the profile picture of the same idiot she's following on TikTok. It's got to be... Uh, it's got to be a weird fucking moment. Uh, technically speaking here, she has the advantage. By following me and seeing the amount of uh, content that I put out there, um, and also from following me, knowing... Uh, my Twitter account, my Instagram page, my YouTube channel, my Facebook, all of that, and being able to openly follow all of that, she can find out quite a bit about me uh, prior to us ever meeting. So, uh, a few things here, if I could, if I could cover a few things. <laughs> First and foremost, to my wife. Uh, thank you. <laughs> this is some some shit, and you have been unbelievably phenomenal through all of it. Like jumping in head first. And I'm an asshole. <laughs> I'm not easy to live with, folks. I'm not. I do not make life easy. I, I recognize that. And uh, a quarter of a century, this woman has put up with my shit. And there's going to be more shit that I'm going to do. It's going to piss her off. It's inevitable. I'm a fucking, I'm a Powell man. Uh, but in, in, in supporting the shit that I've done, she has been nothing less than stellar, and that includes this particular endeavor. Uh, to my own kids, let this episode stand as record of my feelings towards you in, in light of all of this. The addition of a child or any number of children is not going to change my love for you. Ever. That's our family may grow and change and is going to grow and change. When you guys bring other people into our family, you're going to alter our family. This is just one of those alterations. And now you have an additional sibling. And to my new daughter, uh, hey, I fucking, you know, obviously not knowing is one thing. Uh, it still doesn't mean that I'm not sorry that I wasn't there for you in the manner in which I was there for my other three children. Uh, 
32 years without knowing who your father is cannot be easy. And I hope you understand that that is not necessarily uh, something that was intended to hurt you. Just like I wouldn't want any of my other children to not know who their parents were. Uh, the same goes for you. And so, uh, given the fact that you have expressed to me that you, you don't have a relationship with your mother because of whatever reason, and... You don't have a relationship with the gentleman who you thought might have been your father, but obviously you were extraordinarily doubtful and never actually certain. You, you don't have parents that you can turn to. Now you do. I, I, if I'm your father, I'm your father. Just like I'm father to my other three children. My wife will be there for you. I'll be there for you. My kids will eventually wrap their their minds around this. Being younger, it's going to take them a little bit longer to just process it. You know what I mean? <coughs> but, uh, you know, you do what you want to do. Uh, but know that if you want it, this family is here. To whatever extent it's here is. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, we're, we're nothing special. We're just your average, everyday American family here living in the, the burbs of Chicago. But uh, just know, moving forward, that... Uh, you have parents. We're, we're right here. A, a lot of times I get uh, people on TikTok because that's obviously where I have uh, the largest following. <clears throat> I get people on TikTok who say, will you be my TikTok father? Can you like honorarily adopt me? And I always make jokes with, with it's usually uh, kids coming from uh, some form of uh, LGBTQ plus background who have been ostracized by the people in their lives. And I always tell them the same thing, yes. And then I make jokes about how we don't have enough goddamn towels, so they got to bring their own towels and stay up on the laundry because we don't have enough fucking towels. I mean, we got enough for the five people that live here, you know what I mean? Uh but uh, all of that joking aside, all of that, can you digitally adopt me and, you know, be my honorary parent aside? Uh, please know that this ain't that. You got parents. Real parents. If you want them. Um... Do you have my number? <laughs> Literally. And I am here for you uh, if you need it. 
my wife is here for you if you need it and uh, my door is open to you two more messages and then we wrap up here all right I've given a given a message to my wife to my three children here and to my daughter there to my son-in-law it's fucking weird okay that's weird um sup <laughs> uh nice to sort of meet you I look forward to being able to actually meet you in person and uh just as I would say to anybody, man or woman, that's uh, uh, in a relationship with any one of my other three children, um, thank you for doing right by my daughter. She speaks highly of you. The, the pictures I've seen and the the content I've seen is uh, is is that of a good father, a good husband. So thank you very much. As a father. That's all I would ever ask for for any one of my kids. So once again, thank you. Sorry I wasn't there for the traditional stuff at the beginning with you and uh, and my daughter. Trying not to say names here because I don't want... I, they'll, they'll make this known on their own if and when they're ready to. And I get enough heat on the various social media platforms I certainly don't want to dump that on. Uh, oh, my computer went into sleep mode. Uh, so that brings me to, excuse me, see, that's what I'm talking about. Real, uninterrupted, unedited. Uh, that brings me to my last message before we wrap up this week's podcast, and that would be to my two grandchildren. Which is really fucking weird to say. Um, obviously, I did not know about you. Uh, all the same, I, uh, as I am sorry I was not there for your mother. Sorry I haven't been there for you. Uh... I'm sorry for you that the children of my other children are going to get experiences that you guys are never going to get. Magnolia, Lily, and Tommy's children are going to get their grandparents from birth. And and there's going to be a lot of time there that they're going to be able to get uh, that you guys aren't going to be able to get. And, and I can't, there's nothing I can do to put that back together. That's gone. Um, but if everything works out between your parents and us, and this is something that uh, the two families can be incorporated with one another, um, then uh, hopefully your mother plays th- at least this portion for you down the line after all of that happens. And lets you know that uh, 
you, just like your parent, your mom having a parents now, you have grandparents. And that, uh, that, I understand that matters. Because I don't have my grandparents anymore. Um, so, uh, just like I would be there for any of my grandchildren born to my three children living here, I hope to potentially be there for you as well. Um, I can't imagine the shit that's going on in their heads right now. (sighs) Well, I got to tell you something. TikTok and uh, this podcast are better than fucking therapy. You know what I mean? Holy shit. Jesus fucking Christ. You don't need to give some goddamn shrink 150 an hour to pour yourself out. Just get yourself some sticky icky. Pour your soul out on your own podcast. Uh, so those are my messages to the various people in my life upon uh, digesting this news over the last what day and a half two days by the time you guys hear this three days maybe whatever as I said before uh, my life has had many different chapters in it everybody's life has many different chapters in it and you don't necessarily how do I put this You don't stop being the person that you were in the previous chapter. You alter who you are moving forward, and who you were in the previous chapter becomes part of your overall story now. And so in my lifetime, I was... Well, I was somebody's child. And then I was someone being abused. That I was someone who liberated myself from that abuse. And then I became an uh, educational statistic, a high school dropout. And then uh, someone living a, a nomadic lifestyle. Uh, I, I became a nomad. And then I became, you know, it, while I was a nomad, I, I was a couple of different things within that realm as well. And then I became a landscaper, and then I became a husband, and then I became a father. Then I became a retiree, a business owner, and then a retiree. And uh, now I've just become uh, a father again, a father-in-law, and a grandfather. You know, all in the same week. <laughs> uh, which is pretty apropos, don't you think? I mean, after all, this is the first week of March. 
And what do they typically say? March comes in like a lion. Goes out like a lamb. Motherfucker coming in like a lion, all right. (laughs) I mean, Jesus fucking Christ, man. Holy shit. Whoo. I I don't know what all of this is going to bring. I don't know. Uh, I know life never ceases to just fucking blow me away, though. Never in a million years do you think half the shit that's going to happen to you actually happens to you. And then it just keeps happening. So, uh, I guess I should say thank you to my daughter for buying her uh, husband's family a series of 23andMe kits. Uh, Because without that, we probably still wouldn't have uh, known each other. And, uh, the connection that lies with it. So, welcome to the family. Uh, once again, make sure you keep up on your own goddamn laundry because, goddamn it, towels are just, it, it's, it, it really is, it's a pain in my ass. You know, I, I get the dishes, all right, okay, I, I'm home during the day, I'll do the fucking dishes. It's fine. I'll, I'll keep doing the grocery shopping and the cooking, that's fine, but you, 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 you've got to keep up with your own laundry. I mean, for fuck's sake. All right. That's the end of my therapy session for this week. I think I have poured myself out enough um, uh, for this particular week. So uh, thank you guys all for listening. Thank you guys for all for tuning in. Do me a favor. Make sure you tell uh, a friend uh, about this. Uh, trying to grow this podcast at this point in time uh, to the point where we can maybe attract advertisers. See, maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. Who the hell knows? Uh, But at the end of the day, that's all I have for you this week. Uh, Thank you very much again, and uh, tune in next week for another episode. Until then, as always, stay stay grateful. See that? I fucked up the ending. I'm 58 minutes and 30 seconds into this thing, right? And I fucked up stay grateful. Right? It, it makes me almost say, do I go back and redo the whole fucking thing? Well, fuck that shit. I ain't doing it.